0: Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason.
1: Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I am your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is this show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up to serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share their stories, which hopefully will spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and get the life we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I'm hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, my friend Don Tulip is joining us. Don has more than 25 years of experience in the entertainment industry and has risen to become a talented and award-winning producer. Throughout his career, he has produced captivating multi-camera live events, sporting events, infomercials, music videos, and charity donation reels. He now serves as a vice president of OGK Creative, an esteemed brand strategy and execution firm located in Boca Raton, Florida. As a master storyteller, Don shares his talents with numerous nonprofits, helping them engage donors, bolster board member confidence for six- and seven-figure donations, and ensure consistent brand messaging. Currently, he is pouring his heart and soul into an extraordinary global production, a multimedia concept called Tranquility Drive. The project is aimed at breaking down the stigmas around mental illness and suicide prevention. Don, thank you for joining me today for another episode of Get Unstuck Radio.
2: Jason, words don't describe how happy I am to be here. Thank you so
1: much for giving us this platform. Means you a know, lot. the pleasure is mine. And I'm so glad that we're going to have uh, a compelling conversation. I know around a topic that is so near and dear to my heart, um, mental health. For and, sure. um, you know, mental health, for for those of you listening, is one of those things that has inspired me from my own personal journey of Um, struggling at times and really going through the journey of recovery over the the better part of the last decade and recognizing that we can do better and we have an opportunity to evolve the narrative. And when Don and I were connected through a mutual acquaintance, I was immediately um, captivated by his perspective of how he sees mental health and and knew he would be a compelling guest for us to um, start to unpack how we can do better. So, Don, again, it, it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you here. Um, Those
2: are big words, Jason. I hope I, I can live up to that.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think you've got this. I mean, we've had some pretty inspired conversations <laughs> so far. Um, let's let's do this for the audience. But, you know, I, I guess first and foremost, I mean, you have a pretty esteemed background in doing um, work that I would say serves others to make them look better and shine their best how, how did the transition into becoming an advocate for mental health and, and um, supporting that topic really come into focus for you? Yeah,
2: that's a that's a wonderful question. It's uh, It's been a fun career. And I was fortunate enough that my dad was a senior vice president working for Viacom. So as a little kid, I was on the Hollywood set. So okay. this opportunity of being a storyteller from every aspect whether it's TV, film, static, experiential, whatever it may be, starts to become ingrained in your soul. So every day to put a dollar in our pocket, we help our clients try to tell their story a little bit better. But when it came down to a personal passion of being able to shift the narrative, that's where it wasn't just me. But it was a group of us of people that are in our in our circle that have all had some really tough experiences personally. And it was just kind of organic how would we all came together to say, Are you sick and tired of hearing on the news another person that jumped off a building? Are you tired of this? What can we do about it? And that's where it's not a shift, it's a parallel. I have my full-time job. But I spend extra time trying to see we can use our storytelling skills to be able to open up this dialogue.
1: I love that. and And really, I think most things that are born out of collaboration and and sheer struggle, you know, the things that people are struggling with often become the most inspired output. And Certainly you know, so. right. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on this perspective around the news is scary, sad, and traumatic, which frankly, has inspired a lot of the work that I've done with my own organization connection project and recognizing um, again, not from a place of criticism of the traditional system, but, but we can do better. I think what was, what was the inspiration point that, that really compelled you to start having these conversations? I know you said you recognized, you know, people struggling with things in, in your community. Mm -hmm. Um, What sparked that for you and, and how did that come into focus? Yeah, it was a culmination of things. Uh, Over the years, I
2: had a wonderful uncle that got himself into some financial difficulty. And because he didn't feel that his wife and children could handle the negative news of not being showered in gifts any longer, uh, those vacations, we won't be staying at the Ritz-Carlton, we'll be staying at the Holiday Inn. Because he couldn't have that conversation, he took his own life. Wow. Then it gets worse. Six months later, his son, a thriving lawyer with nothing but potential, did a copycat and also took his life. So, out of an immediate family of five, two of the members are no longer with us. Now, that leaves the uncles, the cousins, the nephews saying, What the heck just happened? And we aren't armed with the right tools on knowing what to say and how to act so that was a part of it and another part just to wrap the story up was not that long ago a wonderful family that's connected here in delray beach had lost their son who had every single thing going for him a four oak hum, a beautiful new car a gorgeous girlfriend friends great athlete i mean what else can you ask for right he took his life And what that did to us, Jason, is it left us numb. It left us overwhelmed. It left us feeling why and what can we do? We can't go backwards in time. We can't bring him back. But what can we do right now that can shift the dynamic so this doesn't keep occurring? And that is a long-winded answer. I'm sorry about that. But it was the spark of what made me get into this passion project that we're doing.
1: No, it's it's a perfectly appropriate answer. And and thank you for being vulnerable and sharing the 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 personal story that brought you to this. And I mean, you know, e- even when I think about the inspiration for this show, I mean, the work that I have done over the last decade is because of my own breakdown. And and as I said in the intro, I mean, I really for a solid year believed that um you know, getting out of this life was the only thing I could focus on and there was something within me new that knew that there was a bigger cause and perfect and when the universe didn't take me it was like, okay, how are you going to show up and serve others and and mm-hmm. and and I would love to say the stories that you just shared with us are uncommon, but unfortunately they mm-hmm. are not
2: they're everyday stories
1: every it, day it, it, and, and for anybody that's listening who has ever considered or, or lost a loved one to suicide or um you know is contemplating it themselves I mean I really go back to the words it is a permanent problem or a permanent solution to a temporary problem yeah. and, and and frankly what I'm I'm so grateful for in having this conversation is you know the things that we are ashamed of in our lives they they can't live in the light. So the more we talk about them, the more we normalize these conversations that I think many of us go through in life's ups and downs, you know, the more we can normalize that, I think the better outcomes we have in helping people who are in a dark place feel more supported.
2: But much more difficult than being able to accomplish. Easier said than done. So what we find, yeah, is that people will speak about it. They'll stick their tiny little toe in the water and they may tell their best friend, um, I'm having a problem. The problem that I see, you tell me what you if it's different from you, is that the their inner circle, their family members, their teachers, their coworkers, they're not comfortable with the subject. So what did they do? they focus on the wrong thing, right? They Focus on what they're hearing, not what's underneath the problem. And there lies. I love that you're talking about it. But how can we put more teeth into the conversation? How can we ask better questions? How can we find those red flags before we get to the point like, uh Oh, this is a real problem here. So I want to do prevention.
1: That's the, the key that I really want that wellness to occur for good right. for the community. And 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 you are so spot on and really kind of the birthplace of of most all of my professional work. You know, and I think there's a couple of things in that, in that in that vein. You know, people can only meet you from their own place of experience. And I think often when we reach out to loved ones, you know, they go into the mode of how can I fix this? I mean, they're uncomfortable by the conversation, but there becomes this self-burdened, um, need to fix things. And I think many times when we share something with somebody that's in our inner circle, so to speak, we just want them to listen. And and I, and I agree with you as the traditional system has really made it too hard to access resources. I mean, I think about my own story, you know, white guy, educated, supported family, had some resources when I was in the depths of despair through my darkest times, I didn't have a clue about where to begin. And mind you, I'd been a therapy junkie my whole life, but for some reason, what I was going through, I felt alone. I felt isolated. I felt like nobody understood and and I didn't know where to turn. And frankly, it was my, my parents um, joining a support group and an education course that kind of shined some light on that and and led me in a different direction. But in response to that, it was just too hard. And in today's world of connectedness, it should not be that hard for people to find support in times of struggle.
2: Absolutely true. And you are very fortunate that you had the inner circle and your own talent To spot those differences, because not everybody has those skills in your circle. So good for you. And let's face it, the world needs you. So we all got lucky that you got to
1: a better place in your life. Well, thank you. I I it it is an extreme privilege to be able to do this work and you know, to recognize that we are only just scratching the surface in in these conversations. But when you think about how do we connect people. When they're when they've showed up to struggle, or maybe you know to share that they're struggling, or or maybe even before that happens, from your perspective, how do you think we can do better?
2: Okay, I love that question. Uh, from my perspective, it's in the packaging. So if we take a look at our existing resources today, let's say there's the nine eight eight line, the two one one line, there's. Uh, various counselors that are available, there's the the pop the pill type of scenario. there's resources out there. but just like Hollywood is always changing the narrative no matter what it may be, just like LGBTQ type of thing, yes. we need to be able to package the content in a shall I say sexier manner. Why? Because if it resonates, if it cuts through the clutter, if it allows people to open up that dialogue in a more effective manner, then we're doing our job. So I've always loved creativity to be an opportunity to be that spark. So just continuing on that vein, we decided we were going to create a multimedia concept that was going to normalize the conversation around mental illness So we call it tranquility drive. Mm -hmm. Why do we call it that? Because Jason, would you not love to live in your brain in a serene, calm, peaceful, content place? And every morning when you wake up, you're in that part of your brain. Wouldn't that feel good? It wouldn't. Hence the reason we call it tranquility drive. The tagline we came up with was buckle up and break the stigma. So why did we come up with that? Because this isn't easy. You're going to have to buckle up. You're going to have to turn to your girlfriend, to your mom, to your best friend, to your boss, and say to them and be vulnerable, guess what? I'm having a couple of too many negative thoughts. I want you to know I'm panicking when I push the elevator button. On the way over here, I was white knuckling the steering wheel with anxiety. I want you to know that. Well, you better buckle up and do that because that's uncomfortable. And that's not easy. And that's the reason why we're trying to change the way people speak. And that's the reason why we're doing that
1: narrative. I love this concept of tranquility drive. And after the break, I want us to get completely into unpacking more about what it is. But, you know, I I want to go back to something you said a minute ago about making mental health sexier, you know, and, and, and those are not the words that I have used, but in a different way. It is similar. I have said for a long time we are not going to fix mental health. Talking about mental health, all yeah, right. In my organization, Connection Project, our tagline is "Everyone struggles," and and I use those two words with intention because struggle is not scary, it's not sad, it's not traumatic. And when you share those two words, and I encourage anybody listening to use those in conversation with somebody, it is often somebody will stop and pause and then reflect to you and affirm yes and then often share their own struggle and yeah. i think from simpler invitation or sexier invitation i think we we lead ourselves to more fruitful conversations you know and again yeah. i go back to we're not going to fix mental health talking about mental health and 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 i i don't mean to be critical of the traditional system but unfortunately the system assumes that most people are willing to do more to help themselves sooner than actually proves out. And frankly, it's a conversation and a system that kind of starts in the weeds and stays in the weeds. It's so true. What, what I'm proposing so and what you're proposing through projects like Tranquility Drive is how do we meet the people that are struggling with life transition issues, with the loss of a loved one, the death uh, you know, in their family, loss of a job? Something that is a setback for them that may not necessarily be a mental illness, but may be the beginning, the middle, and the end of the worst chapter of their life. Like, how do we meet them there? Yeah. So
2: agree where one key word would be the laser punch, and that would be empathy. Having absolutely. Empathy over what other people are going through. Stop judging. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I am loving this conversation. We're going to take a quick break and come back. And I really want to get into where we're at with with Tranquility Drive and and understand, understand the 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 brain behind it. Um, so we'll see you guys in just a couple of minutes.
2: Voice America at facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You, too, can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast.
0: Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast.
2: If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts.
0: The White House doctor makes house calls. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason.
1: Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host Jason Hopkins, and today I'm having a very compelling conversation with my friend Don Tulip. We're talking about uh, demystifying the stigmas around mental health. And before the break, we were really getting into what he's personally doing and the mission that he has to support a cause that needs so much attention. With his efforts called Tranquility Drive, Don, you were you were just starting to tease out what Tranquility Drive is for us. Give us a little more insight into the backstory of Tranquility Drive and really help our listeners understand what, what is the purpose and intention? What are you trying to create here with, with this important initiative?
2: Yeah, well, the, the backstory is a fun one. Uh, for those of us that enjoyed the music of Billy Joel, I'm fortunate enough to call Russell Javers, the uh, lead guitarist from the 80s to the early 90s of the Billy Joel band, a friend. And at lunch, uh, he shared a story with me about a bassist that was named Doug that was part of the band. And when Billy Joel fired the entire band, six months later, Doug took his own life. So we started to talk about the power of celebrity and those stories and male toxicity and what he could have done better and what resources he wished he would have had at that time. And we started to brainstorm, should we make a concert like Live Aid? And what came up with was, no, 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 let's be able to travel and be able to capture and spend a lot of quality time with Celeb so that we can learn from them and package it in a way. And that's why we created a multimedia concept. That was the backstory of how Tranquility Drive
1: started. So tell tell me for those of us listening, explain a multimedia concept to me. What what Absolutely. what does that look like?
2: Yeah, it's easy. So uh, we're going to start out producing a documentary. The documentary will travel to film festivals like the Tribeca and the Sundance and things of that nature. So why do we do that? I want to build an audience. But when we are going ahead and creating social media assets or do- documentary films. We can ask the audience, what did you love? What did you not love? What do you wish there was more of? Once we take that, we move into a television series. And if we're sitting next to an executive from Netflix or Hulu or NBC, we can say, listen, here's our audience. We've already built the audience for you. Now we're going to ask you, give us a 10-pack series that we can bring this message out in a fun, engaging, inspirational manner. And then from there, we're doing Tranquility Drive podcasts. Maybe we'll even have you as a panel expert. We'd love that. <laughs> then there's the opportunity of doing radio shows in real life where we go to college campuses. We take our suicide prevention experts and we ask the audience about what they just learned, what we heard from Lady Gaga, etc. And we make that in real life event. It's every aspect of media in a way so that we're telling our story to all various audiences of all different ages, of all different cultures. That's why we call it a multimedia concept.
1: So it really is a it, it is a unique collaborative experience that is informed by many varied perspectives. Tell yes. me how are you all informed from the mental health side of things, of the experts? I know you've got some pretty compelling experts that have contributed to this. what what does that look like?
2: Yeah. It looks like chaos. (laughs) It it looks like a lot of stuff. Well, uh, we're very fortunate that we've been at this for about a year now. And we've methodically searched after key people in different areas. Tranquility Drive is all about taking a well-known celebrity and a host and sending them out on a road trip and allowing them to have the celebrity be very vulnerable Showcase that just another guy that puts their pant leg on one leg at a time, like the rest of us, but be able to showcase what they learned, their tri- their challenges to their triumphs in an alternative fashion. So we're not knocking therapy. We're not knocking taking uh, Alexa Pro. We're not knocking that. But on top of that, we're showcasing there's fantastic alternative ways that people can start to change their negative thinking to a positive one to see that there's positive light that can come in through their mind that could be through laughing yoga that could be through wilderness that could be through all kinds of uh, acoustic compression therapies there's so many out there and we're just so you know we're using celebrity because in our society when lady gaga says she struggles and she does radical acceptance Five seconds later, radical acceptance is the most popular keyword in Google. So we know celebrity works. We're going to follow that same recipe. Jason, your story is just as good as Lady Gaga's. But as we both know, her following is a little bit bigger today than yours. So that's why we're using the power
1: of celeb. And no, I no, love that I think we may
2: have gotten off target, but
1: no, no, that, that, that ties things up beautifully. I love the power of leveraging celebrity, um, because they do have a platform. They do have an audience. They do have people that support them in their work. And I think through the, the ability to share the sheer vulnerabilities and normalize you know, the the status that they come into the world, that they're still still they're still people, um, right. you know, putting their their pants on one leg at a time like everybody else is. I yep. think there's a normalization in that. And I know celebrities can get a bad rap for using a platform in a way that is not aligned. But it sounds like intentionally you guys are really wanting to highlight. Struggle. Yeah. You know? a- that's, and and, that's and exactly struggle, right. create connection.
2: That, that, that's exactly right. We were fortunate that we interviewed Ryan Dusick, uh, the drummer, the ex-drummer from Maroon 5, who okay. wrote a great book called Harder to Breathe. And he heard about our show and we're in early conversations. Can we put our efforts together? His life was basically tranquility drive where he's on the top of the mountain and he struggled and he figured out a way to get to the other side and he's doing therapy. And we see that this proven recipe works so we're excited to share it with the world in a cooler manner that should right. get people to go well wait a minute Let's learn a little bit more about this than a traditional government kind of a capacity
1: I really love that perspective and and you know it's it's interesting so in my own coaching and consulting business I have a couple of clients that I'm doing vivid visioning exercises with right now and it's really about
2: vivid visioning
1: Yes, it's about digging deep into kind of what is the legacy that you want to leave and what is the mark you want to leave on the world. And really it's kind of discovering your why from a different a different perspective. Okay. And what I have found with two clients that are that are working on this together in similar spaces and and they are friends and connected, yeah. it is it's an opportunity to reevaluate from a different season of life like what is my why? You know, where they started their careers was potentially very different than where they are today. And and what this process has done has revealed that it is important for us to kind of peel the onion, so to speak, to move forward as we move through seasons of our lives. And I think concepts and, and initiatives like what you've taken on with Tranquility Drive, you know, really get to the heart and the root of, you know, We are all humans having a human experience. And I think from that understanding, there is is a new place of conversation. And I love how you're wanting to do that through the lens of celebrity. But I also love that you're doing it informed about the system from people who support the system to know that people's needs can be met. And, And we talked earlier about the importance of resources and after the fact. In a perfect world, you live on Tranquility Drive. How does somebody get connected to resources if they're struggling or if well, they're they're challenged? Yeah,
2: and that's twice you've asked about resources and like, where's the content coming from? So let me make sure I address this. I was joking before, but the resources are so important. So we have built a team. The team consists of a mindset coach, uh, a celebrity yoga expert. Somebody who understands about physical and nutrition, somebody who is helping out with the research. We have built a team in all different components, and it's all centered around people that every day work with either athletes or celebrities. So they're used to the struggles and what they've gone through. Their identity crisis issues, the same things we all suffer from, their ability to use too much substance, which we all are guilty of. So it's the same stuff that Mr. Rock and Roll star who can fill Madison Square Garden suffers with as your next door neighbor. So right. we're, we're just looking for baseline. So we have- It really sounds like life skills. It's exactly right. You but know, How do we integrate it, it, healthier skills? Yeah, if you've got money in your pocket and you've got more access, all right, well, maybe I can find some people that you may not have heard of. So let's take that information and let's spread it, disseminate it to the rest of us. You don't have to be rich and famous to be able to go outside for a walk. Anybody could get nature, get sun on their face. But how do you celebrate the fact that you showered? How do you celebrate the fact that? That you feel good with clean clothes and you took your dog for a walk instead of sleeping 12 hours a day. This is the beginning of the shift in the dynamic to feel better about where you are today.
1: And that's I what I love. I love this approach of making this more accessible, you know, yeah. that you don't have to be rich and famous to be able to take a walk around the block or drink enough water or get enough sleep or get 15 minutes of sun on your head a day. I mean, there are what I call self-empowerment resources that all of us have available 24-7, 365 for free. That's right. I think, you know, with with all of the wonderful gifts of technology, many of us have buried ourselves in this perceived connection on devices and and there is an erosion in our mental health. Um, I I know when you and I were preparing for this episode, we talked about, you know, self-accountability as a key component to doing this work, share with me, what are your thoughts about getting somebody to connect with this work? Like what, what are the key components that really need to be at play for somebody to get the value and benefit out of a, a an initiative like Tranquility Drive?
2: Yeah, that's
1: such a loaded question. How many hours do we have for this conversation again? (laughs) We've got about 30 more minutes. Maybe not even. (laughs) Speak fast. Speak fast. Uh, So
2: I think we've mentioned the word stigma multiple times today, right? So how do you disrupt a stigma? Let's stop and pause and ask that question. Where does a stigma come from? In my opinion, and our team's opinion, it comes from a lack of understanding, It comes from a narrow-minded viewpoint. And sometimes it comes from fear. And then when you break down the various kinds of stigmas, one of the ones that we're focusing on right now is a self-stigma, a stigma where your negative voices are keeping you down. Should I change jobs? I'm very comfortable. What if I fail? Should I ask the girl out on a date? What if she says no? All of those negative voices that hold us down. So. If we're going to break that, if we're going to change that conversation in our brain, exactly how Robin Williams suffered all those days in his brain with all those negative thinking, well, what we'll have to do is create a bridge between where you are currently and where do you want to be. And this is a very slippery slope. This is a very delicate bridge. In my opinion, it's the missing... (laughs) It's the missing tool that all these other Hollywood media programs, like The Shop Uninterrupted with LeBron James or The Weight of Gold that came out with Michael Phelps. All these wonderful things that talk about identity crisis and mental illness are out there, but nobody is giving our audience the tool to just take the first baby step. And that's what we're doing. That's what I love that.
1: Thinking. And 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 something that, that reminds me of what I've often said about stigma. Stigma is a word I don't love, personally. I'm, oh, I'm going to put that out right. there. And, and here's the reason I don't. I think because community looks at stigma as something that is being put upon us by a bigger source than us. And of course, it can happen in that way. But I think when you talk about the heart of stigma, of where it lives and where it lies within us... It is the negative trash talk between our ears. Correct. It it is our perception around a topic, a conversation, our thoughts and beliefs on certain things. That, to me, is the birthplace of stigma. And you take groups of individuals who believe similarly, then you have community stigma. And I think that's a pretty different perspective than how we traditionally talk about it, And for anybody that's listening, from my perspective, and and it sounds like this may mirror some of the sentiments you have, Don, a lot of busting stigma starts with your own beliefs and perceptions in your head. 100%. 100%.
2: There's no doubt about it. I've lived this. I'm a tennis player. I go to the beach. I see these people, a group of Latin people having a blast. They're playing beach tennis. And every day I would walk by on a weekend and I'd look over and go, man, I want to play that. But I don't speak Spanish. And when my voice is they won't like me. I'm the gringo. They don't want me there. I'm older than them. And I never right. play. One day I pushed myself and I said, Hey guys, can <laughs> I just learn? It has now been two years. I've made multiple friends. I'm addicted to this beach tennis game. And I had to change the negative thinking in my brain to get uncomfortable to be able to get to the other side for something that I now love. So it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. But when you get uncomfortable, there's growth.
1: Well, I think about it in terms, and I forget what movie that it was from, was having that 20 seconds of insane courage, right. you know, like being able to push past those negative thoughts and limitations that say, no, I can't do that, and say, yes, I can. I mean, it was the 20 seconds of insane courage that you walked up, introduced yourself and asked to join. And here you are years later, you're, you're having the time of your life doing it. Yes. And I think that that, you know, again, I don't think that that is a a conversation that is is for highly, highly trained people. I think that those are skills that any of us can hone, but really it starts with a willingness to step beyond our comfort zone and get out of the box, so to speak. No doubt. And I don't know about you. That's where some of the richest experience comes in life. 100%. Absolutely.
2: You ever hear Will Smith's story about how his friends dragged him up to jump out of a plane? Yes. And he was like a little buzz and he was like, what am I doing? And then he realized the best things in life are on the other side of
1: uncomfortability. Well, and and, and I just actually read his book or was listening to it, the audiobook. And and um, it was after seeing him interviewed with Oprah and- you know, I remember in that story that he kind of went up that w- it, with Mil- Will Smith as the actor, the movie star. And then that moment, it was time to jump out of the plane. It was Will Smith as the man. And the courage and the confidence was completely different. Yeah. And the richness of that experience was, you know, was really life changing for him. Correct. Um, yeah, I love that, that, that story. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come back. And I want to get into... Um, something a little juicier here about tranquility drive and well. this uh, stepping out of your comfort zone or getting out of your box, so to speak. So join us here in just a few minutes.
0: Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Do you ever feel like you're just going through the motions? Jan Jones wants to boost your energy and ignite the power inside you. The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the
1: show with Jason. And we're back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins, and today I have my esteemed colleague, Don Tolop, joining us, and we're having a fascinating conversation about mental health. Um, Before the break, we were talking about his new initiative, Tranquility Drive, and um, I'm going to mirror the sentiment, who wouldn't want to live on Tranquility Drive? You know, Don, we were talking about uh, stigma just before the break and really about how the possibility that stigma starts and lives within our head first before it becomes community stigma. But one thing that I reflect back on in our pre-conversation before the show was this concept of accountability. And what do you think from your perspective is really necessary for somebody to take action in their lives, to get, um, you know, something, uh, shifted or to make a change in their lives? Where do you think that begins or starts? I think the first step, boy, this is such a challenging
2: question, right? The first step is a self-inventory of looking directly into the mirror and saying, all right, this is where I am right now. Am I in a great place? Am I not in such a great place? If I'm not in such a great place, when was I? Back, was it back in high school days? Was it college days? Was it my first job? Let's go back in time to when I felt grounded to what I looked forward to waking up in the morning and where I am today. So I think the first step is in a self-reflection of my current inventory. When you get to work with a talented life coach, they usually do the circle of life in every component. On a one to 10, How do you feel you're doing with exercise? How do you feel you're doing with spirituality? How do you feel like you're doing for personal growth? And you take a look at that spoke of your life to see what's on and what's off. So in my opinion, it's definitely reflecting on what is it you want and stop settling. Stop telling yourself, eh, I'll never be good enough. Nobody wants me. I can't make friends. Cut that crap out and start to look at the various ways you could start feeding your brain the gasoline of positivity and making sure that that shift of mind occurs. If you can't do it, there's resources out there that can. And don't feel bad if you can't, it's hard. We all know what it feels like to be stuck. That's okay if you're stuck. All I ask of you is to admit it and find those people that aren't doing a great job, Go to your coach. Go to your guidance counselor. Go to your best friend. Find somebody who seems to have it all together, and ask them, "What are you doing that makes you so happy?" You, you there's there's answers right next to you. I just ask of your audience to look for them. You deserve it.
1: Yeah, I I think that that is that is absolutely accurate, and and you know I I work with a, a broad swath of audiences in the work that I do. Um, And I think that there is a differentiation point. I mean, there are people who are really down in the funnel with mental illness that, um, you know, some of these concepts are going to be harder to apply, um, certainly initially. But I think of the work that you're doing as something that really anybody could embrace. And, And what I'm hearing from you in different language is how do we make access to resources more accessible? How do we make it easier for us to get connected to things when we're struggling? And and really what you're sharing with us, and I agree with, is it starts with a willingness of self to say, I am struggling and I need help. I agree. Yes,
2: that's exactly what I'm saying. Word for word, just admitting it out loud, in my opinion, is the best first step. Isn't that what they say for the Alcoholics Anonymous hi, I'm Don Tolop and I'm an alcoholic. Isn't like, that the best thing you right. could do is just admit it? Let, let's just start admitting it. And if we can have those intimate conversations with people that love us, that want us to be happy, that want better for us, then that's where it all begins.
1: Well, and and aside from other people wanting that, I think it starts with wanting it for yourself. I mean, admitting, yeah. admitting right. the struggle to yourself first. And, and to your point, you know, most of us have somebody in our circle of influence that we have the ability to reach out to. And again, I don't think it has to start with a conversation that looks like bearing your soul. It yeah. can be as simple as, hey, I've observed that you're generally pretty upbeat and happy and it looks like, like, like life goes your way. What's your secret? Correct, or, or, or how are you getting the results you get in your life? I'm inspired by you. You know, I, I think... I go back to the psychology of humans, and most of us want to be heroes. So when somebody comes yeah, to you and so says, true. "I am inspired by what you're doing," tell me more about it. I think it's pretty rare that somebody's not going to share with you what what they're doing, what their their magic sauce is, and they may not even know. But you know, yeah. to me, that is the birthplace of having more authentic conversations. How do we how do we get plugged in? To ourselves in a new and different way. And I, I know you've taken this approach through celebrity and, and normalizing that. But what if I'm the person who's never met a famous person or is not inspired by famous people? Help me normalize Tranquility Drive um, and, and the storytelling that you intend to do through an initiative like this that that better meets kind of everyone where they are. Yeah, uh, Joe
2: Brandmeier is our director. He was fortunate enough to work with Prince and Bono and Janet Jackson. Every time we have a pre-production meeting, he always says, you know what, Don? Remember your neighbor that you told me about? Why don't we get them on this show rather than <laughs> the celebrity? Because he feels those stories are just as equal as powerful as right. the celeb. So we're all people, right? Right. There is uh, a situation. I'm ready
1: for my close-up whenever you tell me, Don. <laughs> you're,
2: always, you're always welcome. You know, we see there's a lack of education and a ra- an awareness around <laughs> mental health, right? And that perpetuates the misconceptions and the stereotypes. So right off the bat, if we're just providing people with more tools, and more resources, you don't have to be a celebrity. It can be anybody that will benefit because now you're armed. And right. that armed is going to really help you. There's a crazy stat I heard that... More than half of our society will need mental health and will not get it. More than half of
1: us. Well, and I think there, that, that's not an inaccurate statistic. And I think there's a few reasons for that. And, and to add to that, um, I think we now have a demand for services, mental health services, and the supply is not there. You know, exactly fortunately right. and unfortunately, I mean, we've all been through this collective pandemic for the last three years. In in my perspective, there are some gifts that came from going through that. Among them is that we are talking about our struggle in a way that we never did before. Sure. Sadly, we have a system that was not designed to support that number, that many of people in need. Um, So there is a way to, I think, redefine this where projects like yours, I think, beautifully fit in. You you know, I go back to what we were talking about before the break, these empowerment tools. You know, I I can't tell you how many conversations I'm in that I will remind people about taking a walk, drinking enough water, getting sun on your head, getting enough sleep, practicing gratitude. You know, there are things that we have available to us that we can avail ourselves to in any given moment that can shift our mood state. And again, I think part of where this conversation has failed historically is there is zero differentiation for the average person who is not familiar with this, who maybe it hasn't hit their home. There's zero differentiation between mental health and mental illness. And mental illness, like any other illness, cancer, heart disease, diabetes, that is an illness that can be treated. And people that struggle with mental illness, there are treatments that they can, Can utilize that can shift their illness from a state of bad to good. But mental health really is something that we all have. There's never been a normalization of this conversation from the perspective of if you have a brain in your body, which we all do, you have mental health. Yep. And I think from that, we have had real fits and starts around how do we have this conversation with people in a way that connects and frankly, we all have mental health
2: everybody's got health and we're all having a brain so yes we we all have mental health now how do we keep it healthy that's going to be the big question
1: well i think i think the the initiatives that you're taking on with tranquility drive are a giant step forward you know walk me through after you build this big beautiful platform what what do you think the ideal way for somebody to stay connected is i mean it's wonderful to watch a documentary but then what you oh, know, I look at so many powerful it. initiatives, and yep. it's like it takes you to the height, height of the mountain, and then it kind of drops you off after the fact.
2: It, it was watching Weight of Gold in my living room with the other executive producer, Julie Payton. We turned off the TV and we said, So now what? And we right. felt so empty. So, this is the reason why we have developed the most important part of Tranquility mm-hmm. Drive, which is our follow up system. So it's a very simple to follow manual guide that starts out with basically a self-checklist of where are you today with various different exercises that anybody can follow as long as you put a dash of effort into it. So if you sign up and go to TranquilityDrive.com and sign up for the newsletter, we are about to release this manual for anyone that would want a copy of it. And if, if you want to have some assistance along with it, then our experts will also take group sessions or one-on-one and hold your hand for accountability. So th- the follow-up system is everything. There's already great resources out there, etc. cetera, the peace of mind and all these other great shows that are out there. But I haven't seen one that's built a follow-up system yet. And that and, was, and that I, was, I
1: love how you recognize that and built it with the intentionality of the and now what, and recognize that the system normally kind of dumps us off with no place to land. That's that's exactly right. That's that is exactly right.
2: But we're um, we're having uh, a lot of fun doing it, but it's certainly not easy. We're in a situation where celebrities require. A lot of handholding, and they have entourages. So the fundraising aspect is going to be one of the most critical points. Once our funds are available, that's when we're going to move into full-fledged on producing this series, and
1: we're getting there slowly but surely. I am praying the skies open to fill your coffers to do this valuable work. Thank Don, you tell our listeners before we go how they can get in touch with you. Well, there's tranquilitydrive.com,
2: and we okay. also have uh, various social. So whether it's Instagram or Twitter, well, you'll find our assets directly on that as well. If you go onto it right now, we're just starting out our social media campaigns. So the avatars are built and we're starting to put content into it over the next two to three weeks.
1: I love it. I love it. Perfect timing for us to have this conversation. Love and it. for those of you listening who have not yet subscribed to Get Unstuck Radio show pages, you can find us at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Next week, we have another inspiring guest, Melissa Moore. Melissa is an award-winning radio veteran. We're going to talk about relationships. Whether you're in one, single, or anywhere in between, you won't want to miss this inspired conversation. Don, before we sign off, can you tell me one thing you're grateful for today? You. That is... You you took the words out of my mouth. I am grateful for you and our time together. Until next time, friends, remember every journey begins with a next step and you too can be your own champion.
0: Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.